It's great to see you. It's great to be with you. Oh, so encouraging this morning. Just love some of the stuff that's been shared. Um, and hopefully this kind of lines up with it. I feel like um, everything's in line. So we're in Acts. Um, we've come to chapter four and we are doing the first 12 verses today of chapter four. So um, let me read it before we um, just share it. Just a couple of encouragements really is what I feel like I want to bring today. So this is Acts chapter four. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed. So the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. The next day, the rulers, the elders and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. What a great statement uh, to end on there. And um, so if, if you don't remember the story, the last couple of chapters of Acts, um, Peter and John were on their way to the temple. They met a guy who'd been lame from birth, who asked them for money. And they said to him, we don't have anything to give you, but in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And he was healed. Everybody was amazed. Lots of people got saved. The religious authorities were very disturbed by this. That's the context of where we get to today. And just by way of two uh, encouragements for us today, the first one is this. Um, I just want us to be excited about the unique nature of Jesus and the unique nature of our gospel, really. There is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Amen. What an amazing statement of truth that is. And, you know, I think it speaks right into two um, big misconceptions that there often are around um, Christianity. And I think they can keep creep into our thinking sometimes as well. And the first is that, um, you know, that Christianity is somehow a, a, a way of a way, a good way of living, a system of of morality or of ethics or, uh, you know, about how we behave. But this makes it so fundamentally clear that this is about Jesus. This is about this, the name, a person uh, who came, stepped into history, God who stepped into history, was crucified, came back to life again, and this is the name and the person in whom we put our faith. 
There is no other name. Christianity is based in facts, is based in what Jesus has done on the cross that has changed everything for all of history. It's nothing to do with what we've done or what we're able to bring to the party. And it, isn't that amazing? That's the thing that sets Christianity and Jesus apart from every other every other religion in the world. His unique claim is that he has done all that is required for us to be made right with God. He has done it. It's in his name and only in his name that we can be saved. It's, it's not about anything that we have to do. Okay, let's be clear on that. We can get so confused how we sometimes think about it. It's not about anything. It's about what has already been done by the unique person of Jesus, God who became man and died in our place. And what an amazing encouragement that is to us. And, and the other thing about this is that, you know, sometimes when you hear that statement, there's no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. It can kind of, we get nervous that maybe that makes Christianity sound exclusive or that can be the accusation against us, that it sounds exclusive. But, you know, the fact that Jesus has done it all and he makes this incredible claim that nobody else makes, that he is the only name by which we must be saved. Actually, that makes the Christian faith incredibly inclusive because actually it's, it's nothing, it's not about what we can do. So it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what you've done, how many times you've failed, what kind of broken state you or I are in when we come, everyone can come because it's Jesus who does it. It's nothing to do with what we do. And so there's this amazing inclusivity because it's not dependent on us. So everyone can come because there is only one name by which we must be saved. Amen. And it was just great. I, I loved it when Tom was praying just a minute ago, uh, this just uh, lifting up the name of Jesus and making much of him because of what he's done. Nobody comes close. Nobody claims to come close. And it means that we can come whatever state we're in. So that's my first encouragement today. Let's be excited um, about what uh, about the gospel. And then the second thing is this, um, that, you know, what was going on with Peter and John uh, when, when this um, lame man was healed and there was a really an outbreak of kingdom activity, wasn't there? It says that um, th uh, 5,000 people then were gathered and became Christians. There was great kingdom advance. But the amazing thing is they didn't really plan any of this. There was no big strategy for Peter and John. They were just on their way to the temple. This guy came up to them. They didn't even start the conversation, you know. Um, but God caused this great kingdom advance to break out. And it was in the simplicity of who they were and what they were doing um, that God broke in by his kingdom. And, you know, I, I just uh, believe that that's a great encouragement for us because it's in the simplicity of our faith that God, I believe, wants to break in in these days and wants to advance his kingdom through us. I think this, you know, this time for us has kind of stripped us back to the essentials, hasn't it? And it's kind of made our faith in some ways simpler again, which I think has been such a blessing. Um, the, so the guys didn't really do much, Peter and John, but what, where they were coming from takes it is described back in Acts 2, isn't it? Do you remember the end of Acts 2, where which Kaz brought to us the other day, where they were this community of people who were sharing their lives together, meeting together regularly, worshipping, praying together. And it was kind of out of that that these kingdom advances began to happen. And, you know, that's the same for us. 
it, it may feel simple. It may feel like we're nothing like the early church, but I bet the early church had all sorts of struggles and challenges, just as we do. But we're a, a body of God's people we're in all our different circumstances, all our different brokenness, all the things that we bring to the table. But as we're gathered in whatever form, whether it's on Zoom or whether it's in person down the road, whatever, uh, whether we can hear one another's microphones or not, whether, you know, in the messiness of us. But God wants to break in as we just come in simple faith. I was really struck this week. Somebody um, showed me this verse in Luke 17, um, which I love. Um, Luke 17 verse 20 says this. Once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. Folks, folks, who says that anymore? Guys, the kingdom of God is in our midst, okay? As we, but because it's nothing to do with us, we come and we're God's people gathered together and we ask God to to come and fill us with his spirit and he's amongst us and the kingdom of God is in our midst. Again, Jesus in Luke 12, 32 says this, do not be afraid little flock for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. All that Peter and John did was they were obedient uh, to what to what God wanted to do with them. They were on their way to gather with God's people. And, you know, it's simple, isn't it? The things that, uh, I love this passage because I know where they came from. They came from this community of God's people who were gathered together, who were sharing lives together and praying for one another and worshiping together. The other two encouraging things that they did um, in this passage, which I think are keys for us, uh, are in verses eight and nine. And verse nine says this, that it all started with an act of kindness. So they met this guy who was lame and it was, it, when they're talking to the, um, to the rulers and authorities, they say, all we're being called to account for is one simple act of kindness. And, you know, don't underestimate the power of a simple act of kindness. Amen. There's been lots of that encouraged over this last year of lockdown, hasn't there? And at Christmas, we were talking about simple acts uh, um, of kindness and of love. And I think we, that's one of the simple things that God is going to use to advance his kingdom in our day, I believe. It happened in Acts. It will happen with us as well. The other thing is in verse 8. Um, where it says that Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke to the rulers and authorities. He, he was very bold, but it doesn't mean he was ordinarily a very bold man, but he was filled with the Spirit. The Spirit came upon him. And I believe that's the other simple thing for us these days is that we need to cultivate a reliance on the Holy Spirit in a new way. You know, we, and I think that's one of the things that's, again, been kind of uh, encouraged amongst us during this time of lockdown because there's so many things we can't do we can't come up with big strategies we can't be, uh, arrange lots of clever things to do but what we can do is we can rely on the holy spirit uh, and and do acts of kindness and we can still gather together and those are the three simple things that were going on behind this outbreak of kingdom activity with peter and john but we have those as well you know and i think we need to be encouraged that god wants to break out in his king with his kingdom advancing through us simple and weak as we are as was said earlier as we're gathered together whatever form it takes who knows in the days ahead what we're allowed to do and what we won't be allowed to do if if we're true to jesus then we're going to come against conflict who knows what we'll be allowed to do anyway uh, in the days ahead in our in our society but as long as we find our ways to be gathered to join together to encourage one another to pray with one another as long as we keep doing those simple acts and kindness, uh, uh, of kindness and we have our eyes open as we go about our daily 
uh, our daily business, as Peter and John did, to see what God wants to do and who he wants to lay across our path. And as long as we keep that reliance of the Holy Spirit, we're so used to doing things in the flesh, aren't we? And, and using our own abilities, because that's the culture in which we've grown up. But I think God wants to uh, use this time to train us in being reliant on the Holy Spirit instead. And if we put in place those three simple things, being together, um, acts of kindness and relying on the Holy Spirit, then I believe there will we will see the kingdom advance amongst us. And that's what God to do, wants to do with us in all sorts of different ways in the days ahead. It was great in the prayer meeting this morning because um, uh, Graham said something about God wanting to open doors before us. Uh, and I absolutely believe that that is the case. And um, Daniel in his testimony said the same thing, that God, that God is opening a door. It's not down to us. But as we're reliant on the, on the Holy Spirit, I believe he wants to open doors before us. So let's have our eyes open and just know that it's all because of the name of Jesus. He makes it all possible. There's nothing that we do. There's no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. Amen. Let's stop there. I'd love to pray for us just that we'd have that that excitement about who Jesus is and what he's done the unique claim that he makes and off the back of that we would have this confidence that we are to be those who advance his kingdom as we rely on the Holy Spirit and do the simple things that he puts in front of us in these days amen so can we just open our however you want to respond let's open our hands before him let's just ask him to come again by his spirit and just give us confidence really Lord Jesus, we worship you today. We declare that yours is the name above every name. Lord, it's, it, you, you are utterly unique, Lord. It's, there is no other name by which we must be saved, Lord. And we exalt you today. We put all our hope and our confidence in you. And as was prayed earlier, whether we need healing, whether we need uh, transformation, whether we need breakthrough, whether we, we're struggling in whatever way, Lord Jesus, we say it's all in your name. You're the one who's done it. We don't bring anything to the party, but that means this, that every one of us can come. And Lord, we pray that you would fill us today afresh by your Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, that you would cause us to, to rely more and more on your spirit. Lord, we pray as you are training us in these days, Lord, that we would come to every day and every situation that we find ourselves in, Lord. And we would say, Lord, fill us with your spirit for this moment, that we would learn to rely on you and not on the flesh. Lord, that we learn to rely on you and not on our clever ideas or the way that we think we might be able to help. Lord, but we would be obedient and keep our eyes open for those simple acts of kindness that you want us to do, that you want us to uh, use to bring blessing to those around us. Lord, keep us meeting together. Keep us encouraging one another. And we say, Lord, let your kingdom come amongst us in these days. For your glory, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.